2: No, is it about Puerto Rico?
1: No, it's um, it's not really about anything. From what I can remember, Samuel L. Jackson is wearing a kilt for the whole film. And he's hanging out with... Oh, the, really? Yeah. This sounds like
2: a fever dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he's he's in the UK, Samuel L. Jackson.
2: No, you, you've imagined it. To
1: try and find some gold or tr- some is loot, stolen he, money. No, it's never referenced. It sounds like The Last King of
2: Scotland, what you're talking yeah. about.
1: No, it's never referenced. And he's hanging out with a... He's like a famous Scouse actor who I can never remember, but he's like one of those like top of the British actors oh, thing. Oh,
2: a character actor, like a Toby Jones or a... Uh,
1: less... Too ugly to be famous,
2: but too good not to be put in movies. Le-
1: <laughs> less less specifically a character actor than that, but by American standards, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a point where they, he goes to a pub and lets off a flare and shouts the word Liverpool a bunch of times. It's kind of like a Same guy... Simon Jackson does. No, 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 the Scouse guy. While Liverpool, Sam- what- motherfucker! Yeah, while Samuel L. Jackson is in the car <laughs> going like, what is that crazy white guy up to or whatever? Ha, 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 that everyone loves so much. You will never motherfucking walk motherfucking alone! <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy the motherfucking sun! <laughs> yeah. I and mean, All I can remember is Samuel L. Jackson doing a rant at some point. Or maybe it was a villain about how the UK is just the 51st state.
2: The first state, you mean?
1: Yeah, well, there you go.
2: More light. Anyway. Um, episode 51, or as I call it, episode nifty fun. <laughs> 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 I think it's
3: going to be nifty and fun. This I
2: think
1: you're absolutely right. Second
2: half of the century, a new dawn, a new beginning.
1: Mm, yes, that's right. We're, we're over the half century mark. Uh, how are we g- going to feel more futuristic? Mm. Should, we wear, should we wear clothes made of foil for no reason?
2: Let's put, these ep- let's put this episode on the
1: internet. Oh, risky. <laughs> risky. as, bleep far as bloop, I- bleep, 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 bloop.
2: <laughs> That's what it's going to sound like.
1: Let- <laughs> let's put some of these ideas on the World Wide Web. <laughs> Anyone can surf onto our website and look at our ideas after they've downloaded the text. Are you ready to take
2: your car onto the information superhighway? <laughs> We're
1: going to make a turn-off. At the AOL homepage. <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine if uh, early internet, if you knew the amount about the internet that a 14-year-old knows now in 1991, you'd be like the third best computer hacker.
2: Yes, yeah. It's It's crackers.
1: It is crackers.
2: I can't think of an, an a technology that has accelerated with that much pace in that sh- short amount of time. There
1: I wasn't. No, well, I once met someone who thought that um, that was proof that they were aliens at Roswell. The internet. Um, the pa- the pace of technology advancing. Right. Okay. Because they were like, well, you know, microchips, uh, you know, this or whatever, like technology, like every every new phone is like a hundred times better than the old phone. How do you explain that? It's because they're drip feeding us alien tech. <laughs> but they can't give it to us all from the 50s when Roswell happened because it would have blown our minds Right. so they're like drip feeding it to us and I was like first of all I don't think they would drip feed it to us mm. <laughs> they, don't, they don't drip feed anything else <laughs> that's true they yeah. just hand out Oxycontin and heroin <laughs> like it's fucking sweeties <laughs> and they go oh well everyone's dead now like they're clearly not that bothered um,
2: the, the fundamental argument you can use to defuse any conspiracy theory is that every conspiracy theory requires an amount of of coordination and um, competence yeah. that people just simply are not no. capable of.
1: No, and And then I, I said, well, I don't think that's quite true. And she was like, well, what's your explanation for how fast all the tech's improving? And I said, well, uh, the miniaturization of, of, of processing technology means that They've actually got a graph of it. It increases exponentially. What's law? Yeah, it's that law. law. And it it increases like exponentially, as in like a one one across four up kind Mm. of graph ratio. Yeah, is it something
2: like every six months, every year? It should
1: it should double every two years. Speed
2: doubles or size halves.
1: Yes, yeah, and it's mostly been obeyed. Yeah. And whenever there's been a dip or it hasn't been obeyed, it's been followed by a big spike, which compensates for that. Right. So there's right. like a little delay and then boom, we have another piece of tech. And that's just a law of like, yeah, miniaturization and silicon technology and all this kind of, kind of stuff. But there and must be some... And she op- was like, oh, well, well, it's that are aliens. And I know which one I prefer. Well, Yeah. It's a
2: it's, it's classic defense of everything. Well, anything is explainable with facts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, aren't you clever with your facts? Oh,
1: oh! Someone's gone and looked it up instead of just assuming aliens are involved.
2: It's almost like they resent your lack of faith. How d- it's a religious, it's a kind of religious.
1: It's it's religious, but it's attitude. with them as the prophet. I've just told you the good news, <laughs> and how dare you not just believe and trust me? And how obviously smart I am right, that this yeah. is aliens? Yeah, and there's always people who. That's why the whole thing about sheeple—that's where that comes from. It's always like, uh, huh, I may, uh, I may work in McDonald's and be unable to wash or clean myself because I'm so obsessed with staying up late and eating Doritos and drinking Mountain Dew. But uh, at least I know the truth. Mm. It's like compensation, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Like not like it's,
1: these sheeple out there.
2: It's also—it's not just compensation, but it's validation. It's—it's it, it's a way to validate your, um. Your lack of involvement in society. If you're, you devalue yeah. society and, and try and pitch it as a, a born big lie, then suddenly your lack of involvement is, is, is the right thing to do.
1: And your lack of power. Mm. It's the ultimate version of saying, I know something you don't know. But now you're saying it to like a load of like doctors and scientists. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, 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 Phil is shaking his head and going mm, in a way that I know you do when you're you're picturing the life of the person I've described. And yeah. it's making you really sad and like yeah. horrified. Well, yeah,
2: <laughs> I think mainly because I, I I think I so easily could have gone down that.
1: There, but for the grace of God.
2: That's what I think every time I look at an incel yep. or a conspiracy theorist or yep. like a milady.
1: Yeah. Uh, 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 yes. A, a a white knight or whatever. Yeah. 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 Milady.
2: Yeah. I could, so there, I, I I was a I was definitely a bit of a milady. when I was like thirteen, 14.
1: within a whisker.
2: Like so close. <laughs> within my- a shitty moustache's hair. It's <laughs> breath. To going down that
1: path, my- I got so lucky. Comedy. I think if you went for stand-up. Dude, comedy saved us both. Saved my life. Comedy is like uh, comedy's so dangerous. But it's like you know when someone gets into a bad car crash so they freeze them into a hypothermia coma yeah they, to stop the inflammation hurting them more okay that's what comedy is for us what, being so- being in a coma due to hypothermia is not good for you inherently but given what was already wrong with us it was actually the perfect <laughs> thing to happen um my younger sister actually told me because uh, we talked about this before there but for the grace of god go, yeah. go i and my younger sister said I just heard you guys talking about that, and that's absolutely exactly the same for me. Bang on, except for like crystals and potions and,
2: Ryan and witches and yeah, yeah. Co-
1: being a Wiccan. She was like, yeah, she was like, every time I see like a, a, a Wiccan lady, white lady with dreadlocks, selling potions from a van, I think God, oh, because my sister was saying she just loved the idea that anyone could go into like the woods and <laughs> concoct like medicine for themselves. <laughs> And have that power, or, or that that the universe was full of energy, and the energy could be harnessed and reordered through these like ancient rocks. And as an idea, it's great. I think I think kids are quite
2: unnaturally into alchemy. I swear to God, when yeah. I was a kid, I just walk into the garden and say, what can I make yeah. out of this twig and poo. <laughs> yeah.
1: Something must. I used to make potions from, uh, or just like well, I get shampoo and toothpaste and some old tea from a mug, and I'd like mix them up. And I'd keep them in like old shampoo bottles. And I'd be like, that's my potion.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should do that shit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because I was obsessed with George's Marvelous Medicine. What is that? The Charles, uh, Charles Dickens. The Roll Doll book. Okay. And a, a, a little boy called George makes a marvelous medicine that like makes his grandma into like a super lady. Oh and
2: my God. I did that exact same thing. I yeah, make yeah, yeah. shampoos and soaps into a little bottle. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <gasps> And it, and my mum couldn't throw the potions away until I forgot, and then she threw ah. them away. And I wouldn't and I wouldn't remember. <laughs>
2: yeah, you ever mix Coke and uh, like Sprite and think you're coming oh, up with yeah, an amazing yeah, third, yeah. third drink? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like <gasps> no one has ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, potions and lotions and, and and like figuring out like maybe this plant is good for healing. Right. Yes. 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 Like from cartoons. That. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Do you think it's yeah. a human instinct, like foraging and learning?
2: Oh, it must be. I mean, I guess it got us pretty far, really. Also, killed a whole bunch of people who ate their own berries.
1: Yeah, that's right. Or at the very least, uh, they nibbled it and they got sick enough that everyone was like, all right, probably, yeah. it's probably bad. Yeah. I, I think it's, it must. maybe it's an instinct. Maybe it's one of those like, evolutionary instincts. Mm. People are curious, curious cats. Mm. But that was uh, my sister was saying, yeah, she was she was a she was a, 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 a witch's wig hair away from from becoming <laughs> a woo woo lady. A woo woo lady working at Wang's crystal warehouse.
2: <laughs> no, what was it? Chung Fu? <laughs> Chung Fu. Chung Fu. Chung Fu Chung Fu. <laughs> oh
1: that was the spirit that was in this like chubby white guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Chung Cheng Fu picks the crystals. <laughs> I'm just the conduit for this unaccountably. I'm the conduit
2: man. and accountant. Uh I'm the treasurer. I'm just the treasurer.
1: Yeah, I'd love it if it turned out that Chung Fu's spirit was like he was an accountant who died of a stress-related heart attack in about 1988. Just like a Hong Kong businessman. <laughs> wasn't ancient or anything. Um, yeah, but therefore, actually, that's a good idea. Like, you know, we're, we're still behind with the correspondence, but w- why not? If you're listening, send us in your "there but for the grace of God go Eyes.
2: Yes. Yeah. The times when you've seen someone who is. <laughs> In your mind, not someone you would ever want to be, but you know you you could have been. Yeah. When or like close shaves, but not
1: existential close
2: shaves. Existential close shaves, yes. Lifestyle close shaves. Times when you've picked a path down a um, what would you call a junction?
1: Yeah, a path.
2: What was a junction with two? T junction. T junction. A, a, A split. What's it called when it happens in nature? Because it's more like a Y-junction in nature.
1: Ooh, a bra- branching off. Uh, 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 a do- <laughs> what? How does a poem
2: go? The road less traveled oh, by. That's how does it get up to By
1: it? Robert Singy. Robert ca- Frost.
2: Yes. I came up to a T-junction. The road not
1: taken. That's what it is. Two roads diverged in Diverge, a road. Di- uh, when you come across a divergence. Yes. And you can look down one path and see a guy getting really angry at a Warhammer convention. <laughs> I still, every time I walk past a Warhammer shop, they've renamed them. They used to be called Games Workshops so and now they just call them Warhammer. Are they not
2: called Games Workshops
1: anymore? The sign oh, just says Warhammer. Yeah. Every time I walk past one, it it's like... Uh, a a, a very very weak version obviously of when like an alcoholic walks past an off license (laughs) i could feel the pull of it really yeah
2: you used to do that you used to paint them and i never played the
1: game because i couldn't find anyone to do that with and it (laughs) it was very complicated and it was like a combination of that
2: makes it just even sad it it? does
1: yeah because it's a combination of first make a friend yeah and then be convince that friend to engage in this overwhelmingly complex and expensive and time-consuming hobby with you
2: Plus, also, you were so into this and so determined yeah. to take this on as a hobby that you didn't even think to check there would be anyone to play it with. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was so much like overly focused on that painting on my own in absolute silence bit of it. <laughs> And getting really good at, like, now it looks like his armor is shiny. <laughs> like, the most pathetic <laughs> skills. But, like, uh, any of that stuff, airfix models, anything like that, I have to stop myself from just buying armfuls of them. Sure. And you'd be did like, you... well, that's a, that's a submarine Spitfire Mark Four. <laughs> did... I not dribbling and foaming. Did, did your parents
2: ever, like, come into your room as you're painting and go, do you want to take a break from that? Or did they ever express any <laughs> disappointment that you were... <coughs> Pardon me cuz I, I swear to god i was one time at a a Batmobile and i i could have felt my father i felt my father's shoulders sort of drop in a kind of um uh, um defeated disappointment
1: <laughs> i my dad liked models and army stuff so i think he was alright okay. with it he he liked little like little yeah little figurines and things like yeah. painting and building them cuz he, he like he every generation of my family has had a childhood from about 30 years before it should have been like more old fashioned Okay. So, like, my parents didn't grow up with television
2: what a horrible, at, at, at all.
1: Terrible. Yeah. So, that kind of thing. So, he was fine with it, I think. I think the amount I played Age of Empires 2 mm. might have been a concern. Yeah. But, my, but they used to just joke about how they would hear, like, the trumpet sound just echoing <laughs> down the corridor of the house. That like, like just at the end of the corridor of bedrooms, they'd just like, you know it's like, kling, kling, the king is under attack. Well, yeah, but just video game noises. And they're like, oh, he's learning history again. Hey, this will excite you. I'm, yeah.
2: After my um, Leicester show recently, yes. I um, met and very briefly hung out with a guy who's going off to Canada in a bit to work on Age of Empires 4.
1: <gasps> it's coming out. Yeah. It's on Steam. I've seen the previews. I've seen the videos. It's a
2: different developer. Oh. Oh, it looks good. Does it? I'm not oh, saying Oh, it either. looks nice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can feel myself the way a cowboy would reach for his revolver very slowly. Oh, just yeah, Just reaching for my wallet. Right, whenever right, whenever yeah, I see fingers,
2: the... They, your fingers sort of waving.
1: Just running the fingertip along the, the numbers of my bank card. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, mate. Uh, uh, shout out to John, the, bu- the pod bud, who was my tech at the Leicester Comedy Festival work in progress I did. Oh, nice one. Hello, John.
2: Gosh, how w- what a dream come true.
1: And the podbud who said John. hello to me at the ninety nine club.
2: Wow, the podbuds yeah. everywhere. We're I, met, up. I met a podbud in Siston, which is a small town near Leicester. In Siston? I insist in that he was there,
1: because he was. <laughs> That's great. We're we're everywhere. We're becoming like um a more poopy version of the uh weird cult from Fight Club. Mm. Where everyone has to wear black jumpers <laughs> and black trousers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone just coming up to each other saying, "His name was Robert Paulson, or whatever (laughs) their little password is." Oh yeah, who was Robert Paulson? It's Meatloaf's character. He he. Oh yeah, he gets killed. Uh, He sure does with his big fat tits.
3: Yeah. Oh gosh, that's Meatloaf. That's Meatloaf. Wow. How weird is that? Wow. Yeah,
1: and the twist—that's the twist at the end—is that it was Meatloaf the whole time. (laughs) That's the famous twist in Fight Club.
2: It was Meatloaf the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Brad Pitt was actually Meatloaf.
1: Brad Pitt was actually Meatloaf. (laughs) Um. And then they sing a duet. Uh, And he would
2: do anything for Fight Club, but he won't do that. That being talk about Fight Club. He
1: refuses to promote Fight Club. (laughs) The Statue of Liberty is full of bees From her big blue crown to her little blue knees That's the buzzing sound that comes from old liberty New York City's full of bees NYC's now spelt with a B Because of all the bees that live in she She being the Statue of Liberty
2: Would you ever join the fight club? I think you'd be right in a fight club. You reckon? Yeah.
1: Maybe. It
2: would be like... Um, they do exist for real, right?
1: I once heard about a guy from my school who was like way older than me. Because my school was so small, it wasn't uncommon. Was that a teacher? Yeah, this guy. He, was, he seemed to feel like he was in charge of us. Very <laughs> really arrogant guy. Always very well-dressed, like, but not in uniform. He was like, get over yourself, man. Just because you have a mustache and you're called Mister Harrison, uh, He
2: kept facing, sitting in the opposite direction. Everyone,
1: yeah, it was fucked up.
2: It's weird. <laughs> he kept Who's writing that? on the wall, <laughs> and then changing his mind and rubbing it rubbing off. It. Is like make your mind up.
1: <laughs> We're just all waiting for the teacher to get here.
2: It's the most non-committal graffiti artists I've ever seen. What
1: a loser. Yeah, no, there was this guy like because my school was like 50 people a year. Oh, yeah, really small. Yeah. You could always find out about like or like people would have all the siblings because it's a small community. And
3: Community, <laughs>
1: and you would always find out about people who are like seven years older than you, or whatever. Mm. You'd, you'd be hanging out, chatting, and someone would go, "Oh, do you remember J- uh, Jim McGillicuddy? Oh, you know he's gone to, you know, he's joined the air force or whatever." And you're in, you're like twelve, yeah, and you're talking about someone who's clearly tw- like twenty one. Mm. But that's the level of inter intergenerational knowledge you can get. Sure. And I heard about this guy who had been at my school at some point. Who the story was that he joined the special forces or the paratroopers or something, and was like just this maniac. And, like, all he ever did was, like, he was in the army or the paratroopers or whatever it was, being a special forces fancy man. And he would, like, run around doing that stuff for the military. And then even in his holidays, he would, like, climb mountains and, you know, go on, like, dangerous expeditions. And one of uh... of the things he spent his holidays doing was apparently doing (laughs) knife fighting in Libya. (laughs) And this would have like been in the Diana noughties, Jones. yeah, 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 or like in Rambo or, or Jason Bourne, but <laughs> he's doing those underground fights to make money, right? Okay, but apparently, yeah, like this is like this is like Gaddafi's Libya, because I guess this I'm being told this in like oh five, sure. So this guy's I don't know I don't know what you do. You fly to Tripoli and you search through all the little brochures by the hotel Ibis desk. Knife fighting, knife fighting. Yeah, how
2: do you find the aquarium? That? No,
1: excuse me. Ah, uh, yes, sir. Uh, you're the head concierge, right? Yes, yes, I am. What can I do for you? Is there any uh, knife fighting in the local area? And oh, yes, of course. And they do that thing where they take the map out and they start drawing it. On the, <laughs> they start so we're here. On the map. So, so that's on. us here, and the knife fighting stadium is here. Now it looks like this is the fastest way, but actually, oh, you're so good here with the knife. Do you have your own knife, or would you like me to? Re- I would love you to recommend me a knife shop. <laughs> I couldn't fly out with my own knife. But apparently that, that's the thing I've heard. And that sounds like nonsense. But also, like you say, it must be real well, it was somewhere.
2: Also, it was also before the time where you could verify anything. Yes. So maybe it, it probably was real. Yeah, Something like a knife fighting club, that's got to be word of mouth. That's the only way you can find out about a knife fighting club, surely. Surely.
1: That's the irony about no, don't talk about fight clubs. You think, well, this can, what possible way could... But it's
2: not the whole point of the rule don't talk about fight club. It's that it's to get people to talk about fight club.
1: I guess so, yeah. It's like... Because uh,
2: he's, he's not angry when more people turn up a fight
1: club. No. It's, it, do you think that the, the power of the rule is that it preserves this, the feeling of specialness that everyone has? And, and right. as long as everyone feels like they're in a very special in-group and they're very lucky to actually to have snuck in, mm. they'll be like infinitely more loyal and pliable. Mm. Whereas if you, if you found a, a, knife, a knife fighting club l- leaflet in your thing, you were like Domino's, Papa John's, Knife Club...
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, because you'd like, be like, "Fuck these guys!" It's like a members, it's like a members club, like Soho House or something. The whole point is that not <laughs> everyone can be there. Yeah, but the whole business model
1: is that people are there. Imagine if the whole world was a Fight Club, just cause Hey, yeah, kapow! Just the, every day, like a Batman comic. <laughs> Blammo! Just. <laughs> You have to fight your way out of building. Yeah, I don't think I'd do well in a fight club because I've, uh, I've every, had to many... every
2: time you wake up in your apartment, you have to, go to fight your way down yeah. the staircase.
1: <laughs> every day is like one of those side-scrolling fighting yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, just to get to work. <laughs> just constant <laughs> mashing of buttons. I've been concussed too many times. That's why I say that.
2: Oh, I've been thinking about concussions this week because mm. I banged my head on something, and I, now, because a friend of mine got, got concussed really badly. Mm. And she's much better now, but I'm now terrified of getting concussed. And so now every time I wank my head on something, I go, oh, my God, am I concussed? What are, <laughs> what are the symptoms of concussion? What are they? And I'm always thinking far too clearly for someone who's concussed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I've ever been concussed. I, I think my head is so fucking hard. Yeah. I can't. I can't I'm concussed. I'm concussion proof.
1: Yeah. I've, I've been con- concussed. I'm like, I'm like a
2: solid state hard drive. Yeah. You know, you can't you can you can't break it by shaking it.
1: Yeah, and you don't make any noise when you power up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's
2: nothing whirring inside, whereas you there's a big a big pink disc goes
1: Yeah, exactly. You can hear it. Every morning. Or if or, or, Oh or if someone says to me like uh Someone says to me, "Do you remember that time?" And you go, uh, "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: if you start, if you look at something that has a lot of
1: colours, yeah, <laughs> you look at a very colourful painting, you go, mm-hmm. "Like it just comes out of your nose," <laughs> <laughs> and people touch my head and they go, "Oh, it's hot! It's hot! Turn them away! Turn them away!" Yeah, exactly. Um, I've, yeah, I've been concussed at least th- twice, three times.
2: Is it all from rugby.
1: Rugby, uh, being smashed in the face, and hitting my head on a door frame.
2: You were smashed in the face? Yeah, then you remember. Oh, fuck yeah, You yeah, a of
1: little scar, yeah. Were you like bottled or something? So they jammed the bottle into my eye socket, yeah. Ah! But the bottle didn't break.
2: Why did they do this again? This I was know. like this was like first month of uni or something. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was during a blackout in a basement nightclub, so there was no light. I'm not sure. Um, but I remember ah. I, my memory cuts back in more clearly. I'm walking away from the dance floor where it happened. Yeah. And I'm saying to my friend, some guy just tried to hit me with a bottle. What an asshole. Like I'm like laughing about it. And my friend isn't quite looking at me. And he's like, yeah. And turns to look at me and goes, oh, no. Because there's just blood just pouring from the cut. And then that guy ran away.
2: Why? So like
1: that guy ran out of the club and they couldn't figure out who it was. But I'm
2: trying to figure out, the, I've still, I still don't understand the motivations of it this just guy. Just
1: pissed people at like 2 a.m. You bump into each other and they take it the wrong way. And I don't know. But it was
2: dark. How could you even tell who'd bumped into him? We just, just a I don't know it if it,
1: the blackout lasted for like 20 minutes, but I don't know if it happened exactly. I don't know. I don't know. Piss people, man.
2: So now um, you've seen Pierre live. You'll know that he has a sort of Harry Potter scar. Uh, down between well us. everyone just
1: thinks it's a wrinkle line right because it's exactly in between my eyebrows where a frowning eyebrow would make that little line above your nose yeah so it's an incredibly well placed I mean for a glass bottle
2: scar. to the eye you've come out relatively well
1: yes but I was concussed for two weeks I couldn't, ah. I couldn't read or focus on letters or write or, ah. and uh, it makes you very paranoid and it can make you very angry <sighs> anger is a oh. symptom of concussion as well or maybe you're just angry, going my
2: head hurts, <laughs>
1: <laughs> terrible headaches. Oh, j- yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus.
2: But um, I, one, my awareness of concussions is that you shouldn't you shouldn't sleep.
1: Yeah, I stayed awake for quite a while.
2: Why shouldn't you sleep?
1: Um, it's not like I think it's not that you shouldn't sleep. I think it's that you thinking like, oh, sure, I'm tired. Is actually your brain like shutting down? Yeah, it's not actually that you want to go to sleep. Right. So it's just to make sure that people don't mistake. That part of the concussion for oh bedtime
2: what well, for being knocked out,
1: yeah, or for your brain trying to shut down,
2: and then your brain's just dead,
1: uh, it gets damaged somehow, <sighs> <maybe. laughs> it can get damaged, I think you're supposed to just stay awake to to try and like uh, yeah, I think that's more like that, not like it's dangerous to be asleep. But it depends, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm not I hate sure. it.
3: I hate even the thought
1: of it. Yeah, because it's uh, your brain, isn't it? Yeah. It's your squishy part. Yeah,
2: it's, my, it's, squishy, it's my squishy computer. <laughs> it's My it's squishy my, laptop. It's oh.
1: my meat computer. I need it for meat calculations.
2: Uh, <laughs> God, I hate it. I hate anything going wrong with the brain like
1: that. Um, your friend and mine, uh. Kieran Boyd, mm. the, uh, excellent stand-up comedian who's going to be at the Soho Theatre soon, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, go see Kieran Boyd at the Soho Theatre. Kieran with a K. Boyd with a B-O-Y-D. He had to fast-forward through our last episode where we were talking about veins and and, and oh, vulnerabilities yeah. of veins. And, and he was just like, uh-uh, no. He was just like, skip, 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 can't cope with it. And he loves death metal and violence. Of course. But it's because it's abstract and you can't make out what they're saying. Yeah. But when it was just us calmly talking about veins, he was like, fuck this. Really? Just yeah. The idea of- he also had to fast-forward through the episode where we talk about hemorrhoids, but that's because he was eating... But those uh, are also veins. He was eating foe.
2: But Hemorrhoids are also veins. That's why. Oh, I... Hey, I know. So he's nothing if not consistent.
1: He's a vein-phobe.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Even
2: in 2020, it's not okay to be a vein-phobe. <laughs> Look,
1: some some vein- people- don't vein shame.
2: Some people have veins, get over it. <laughs> people who are into heavy metal, like really hardcore rock... They're always very sweet people. I find they're
1: always the nicest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Apparently, that carries through to the concerts themselves. Right. Apparently, at the concerts, everyone's just like, a, "Hey, neighbor!" And it's like a guy with a skull face. And
2: but then they also like go nuts and mosh, like mosh and break each other's noses. don't they? But it's like consensual.
1: Oh, really? They're all just like, "It's time." F-, like, Whoever wants to be <laughs> in the pain pit, <laughs> starting now. Jeez. And apparently, like if someone trips over in the mosh pit and stuff, everyone's always like, "Oh, yeah, everyone them stops!" And- yeah. I'm Gosh. sure there's an exception to this, like the Norwegian black metal guys who go around burning churches and actually murdering each other. Oh, really? Yeah, no, they're really dark. Yeah. Gosh. One of them, the lead singer, it's a really famous. Photo: the lead singer blew his own head off with a shotgun. Yeah. And killed himself. But
2: there's a photo of it.
1: The bandmate who he lived with came home and saw the crime scene of him having blown his head all over the room, and was like, "Ha ha ha!" and just like took a photo, and like took a bunch of photos of it, and like got it, like was like not. Interested particularly in calling the authority. and wow. Then the photo he took was the cover of their next album with a new lead singer. Really? Yeah, these people are sick in their head. Oh my god. But those are like the extreme end of it. Whereas, what you know... is
2: it with the Scandies and being
1: fucked up? Yeah, <laughs> but in such a Scandinavian is it just way. A
2: Viking thing, is it just like a leftover Viking? Like maybe sometimes people die. Men are supposed to be killed.
1: That everyone's job is to die. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to do some stand-up about that the other day. Is that is that a good observation? Where I was saying like. All of men's role models, their job is to either die or make everyone else die. Yes. It's just death, just meat. Yes, yes, yes. Your your job is to always be like as much of a big meat piece as you can.
2: I think it's because men actually have a very mature relationship with mortality. You think so? Yeah, unlike all these childish, pacifistic women everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Who
1: want people to not die and to be alive. (laughs) Like there's space. (laughs) Get a grip, Kathy. Get a grip. We're all going to just shoot each other in a big circle. And whoever wins gets to, uh, I don't know, fuck and wear a leather jacket. (laughs) The male mindset. Yeah. Everyone's just, it's all just about dying and being meat and jumping in front of bullets and things. Yeah. And like in the movie, your best friend's job is to die. And your job is to not be so upset about his death that you don't make other people dead. That's true. Dead, dead, dead. Meat, meat, meat.
2: Yeah. That's, that's Saving Private Ryan. A bunch of people have to go make a lot of people dead, so that one pe- so they make one person not dead.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you can summarize a lot okay of films. It's okay if they're up. dead, also. Yeah, it's okay if they're dead.
3: Greetings, humans. You have successfully captured one of us. I.e. me. Uh, well done. Uh, in order to secure my release, the Council of Black has agreed to bestow upon you several gifts of uh, science and technology which your race could benefit from greatly and with which our race has bought off tirelessly. I, first, I show you the Sega Mega Drive. This is an, an entertainment system that began on our planet as a device f- for colonoscopy. It has moved on somewhat from there, and its original purpose has been lost. But you can use it to play as a blue hedgehog. That collects rings for no dishonable purpose. Released this in around the nineties. We also have to give to you human race in light up sneaker. These are uh, you call them shoes we call them microwan And they light up to uh, uh, notify the, the nearby uh, organisms of your age uh, we also <laughs> finally <laughs> because we only have three things, finally this is a mobile phone DO NOT USE THIS DEVICE This device has destroyed our planet, it has turned us all into slugs and worms. It is the reason I was foolish enough to stumble across your uh, horrible planet and be captured. I was too busy looking at a meme about space poodles. Do not use this. Destroy it. Destroy me. Forget you ever heard about mobile phones.
1: Since the Johnson government came in, I've, I've really detached from daily politics. Because it used to be like, there's all to play for, and no one knows what's happening. Sure. It, the government doesn't even really exist. A, a, a man has proposed a, a member's bill. And if it's passed with three crows before the stroke of Blim Night. Right, yeah. And now say, e- oh!
2: and everything's a fait accompli.
1: Now everything is a, uh, we're going to do this. Well, we don't like that. And before you can even finish saying that, they just go, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And they smush their thumb right into your eye. And you just have to take it.
2: I have fantasized for a while of us becoming more like a Xi Jinping uh, society. Yes. And with a mandate this size, we effectively – with a mandate for uh, Boris Johnson's conservative party this size, we effectively have our –
1: The British government is designed to do that every time there is an election. It is designed to – the prime minister proportionately in the system is so overwhelmingly powerful. He's much more powerful than the U.S. president within the system. Mm. The U.S. Mm. president can't declare war. Mm. The Prime Minister can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm. Or she. It's kind of hot. Yeah, it is kind of hot. So actually now, we're just so used to having poopy half-government Yeah, that this is the first time that it's like, oh, oh no. This is the first big majority since 05. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a a mad thing to think. And God knows what that fucking lunatic scarecrow is going to do with it.
2: I don't think he is a lunatic. I think he's just... uh psychopathic
1: yeah that's true he's not uh inconsistent donald
2: trump is a lunatic he's well he probably um he's probably um c- senile
1: yeah he does uh, yeah joe, joe biden and donald trump are both just sort of going oh no, i had a hamburger and then i had like it's very worrying
2: yeah they're senile that's, <laughs> that's what it is
1: <laughs> is this what the late roman empire he's was not like? as stupid as he is just plain old senile it's like george the third Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've gone mad from syphilis, and now you're just rambling on about this and that.
2: Uh, Yeah, whereas (laughs) Boris Johnson is just an evil little bastard. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yes. He's. he's, And I
2: think think I'd rather... He's Flashman. I'd rather an evil little bastard than a senile old man.
1: Yes, probably. Yes, because a senile old man could just be controlled by an evil bastard anyway. Mm. Who are you looking forward to losing against Donald Trump Um, when he is inevitably re-elected?
2: Well, I think oh, um, if Trump does win, and he looks like it probably almost certainly will. Yeah. Um, was it no? I think I heard you say the other day, no sitting president. Um,
1: since since 39, I think. Yeah. No sitting president has lost with unemployment below 7%. So if unemployment gets to around 7% or above, everyone's so dissatisfied with the economy that yeah. they get rid of whoever's in there. But if it's yeah. not, then you've never gotten rid of him
2: yeah essentially the economy is doing too well yeah and i think i think he played a blinder um intentionally or not uh, with iran
1: yeah he was just like i'm gonna blow up your favorite guy
2: and you can't do anything about it i mean if i'm if i'm a nationalistic american that was the best thing that's happened in the last five years
1: i I, there was a really long sort of complex well-informed article i read about it where it was like someone was just saying look he's he's reset it the whole point of American power for the last twenty years was that they didn't use it, but that they might. Uh. But this lunatic stormed into the room and just put a gun to the guy's head and blown him away. <laughs> and everyone's gone. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the difference between a mafia boss going, "Yeah, you might find uh, you have some business problems over the next few months if you don't sign this contract," and a mafia boss just killing everyone in front of you and going, "You want to die?" Yeah, he, he basically uh, end of the Godfather one did everyone. <laughs> yeah.
2: In the, in the Middle East, yeah, he, <laughs> he did, did. the end
1: of the Godfather one. He did the end of the Godfather one. Was or or he just d- Godfather or, or whatever? Godfather, <laughs> yeah, okay. whatever. But he, the point is, he did it with a mouthful of hamburger, half paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the most pathetic figure. He it's, cuts.
2: He, he sounds like an. He, he, are those in those moments, he's a bit of an idiot savant.
1: Yeah, he's like he's he, an
2: idiot savant when he's up against other nutters.
1: Yes it's like if it's like if you were playing chess, but a version of chess where it's not against the rules to just slap the board into the air
2: or to th- push one of the pawns into your opponent's eyes,
1: yeah, and everyone's gone, oh, he's the first player in this tournament for a long time who's had the the viciousness to just do that. It's convention that we try not to push pawns into the eyes, yeah, but it is technically within the rules, yeah, it's that i i want
2: if okay, so Trump has to win, I want. Bernie Sanders to win the democratic race yep. and then lose so that they can finally put that argument to rest that Bernie Sanders would have won. <laughs> in 2016. Well, we, you mean
1: that like Bernie Twitter and yeah. all the rest of it can finally shut itself down. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And and this um, do, you, do
1: you think it would shut down though because with it, like even even Corbin Twitter isn't fully dead. It's pretty much dead, but there's still like a hard 0.1% of people saying oh it still would have worked or whatever. Because the argument was, oh, if the manifesto was radical enough, everyone would just vote for it. Yeah. And they made the most radical manifesto possibly ever. And everyone went, what? <laughs> you know
2: what the, the remaining um, coven campaigners on Twitter remind me of is like in Rome Total War, when you, you fight the <laughs> barbarians yeah. and you defeat them. And then they all escape. They decide they run off the map. Yeah. And you try and get the rest of them, but there's always a couple who get off the map. Yeah, and but then, yeah. And then, and one then, figure. And then you finish the battle and you you pull up and you see, ah, there's still some more and they kind of trickle away. The,
1: the one little army and you know it's got like seven archers and a cavalryman.
2: Yeah, and, and you mean, know like guys. you don't have to worry about that anymore. You're just annoyed you didn't, that they're still running around. <laughs> it's kind of like that. So yeah, Bernie's, I think for Bernie Sanders to lose would put a lot of um, what-ifs
1: um, to bed. Yeah, that's true that's true and look, look you know i would
2: kind of like mike bloomberg to go up against him just to watch billionaire versus billionaire
1: yeah i that, mean
2: billionaire versus fake billionaire yeah bili- billionaire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 10th yeah. richest man on earth versus some guy a guys definitely in a lot of debt
1: yeah versus, versus a guy who is a kind of like crayon drawing of a billionaire yeah from a satire yeah, I, yeah. That, uh, I would. It would just be good because then there'd be loads of chapters of history books entitled "The Battle of the Billionaires." Yes. Please. And what does the Battle of the Billionaires teach us about early 21st century American political decline? And we could all enjoy the essays thereof. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, and, and I mean, have you seen Bloomberg's poll numbers? He's gone from like zero to third place just through the power of money.
2: Right. Is he not doing quite badly?
1: No. He, well, it's. It's my point is the graph is like. Whoosh,
2: but that's only that's only because it's he's only just started the race. So his his people were it was going to be at zero because he wasn't even in the race until. Yeah, but the,
1: the rate of climb. If you don't have 340 million dollars to spend, which is sure. how much he spent.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. You're so sure. Bloomberg
1: spent 340 million dollars and I saw someone saying uh so if you had $500 in the whole world and you spent $2.50 on a metro ticket. Yeah. You'd have spent more of your wealth proportionately than Bloomberg spending 350 million. Mm. Isn't that amazing?
2: Well, he's very rich.
1: Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I just, oh.
2: Yeah, for that to be nothing. Oh, man, I want that.
1: But he's, he can actually hire people who are like, well, actually, to be fair, a lot of his billboards have been pathetic, but like with shitty insults on, like bad jokes. He needs to hire some actual joke writers because they're not funny. Oh, no. It's like, Donald Trump, you mean the bad hair guy? Uh, <laughs> it's It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Gosh, Yeah, it's no good.
2: Uh, anyway, in we're, the we're only discussing
1: America. American politics precisely because British politics is so harrowingly locked down.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing so to play for at the b- moment. B- before the
1: government illegally deports us both to Jamaica for no reason. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> They're really leaning into the cartoonishly evil version of what they could be.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Pretty Patel is like a, yeah, she's like a Disney villain.
1: She 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 has a face and 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 opinions born to just say something like I think you'll find the death star quite operational.
2: <laughs> I've never known anyone whose resting face is a smirk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's like a death eater. She's like a she's she's perfect to just be hovering just to the left of Voldemort's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> Take that Potter. Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah, that's so her whole much. vibe. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you think love would save you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's That's exactly the face. That's the kind of thing she was born to say. <laughs>
0: uh.
1: Ring
2: letters,
1: keep emails, emails, emails phone, 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 phone calligraphers, talking jacking, your, your sister, and that's pretty hard you Let letters Correspondence Correspondence, chatting, chatting Correspondence. 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 Correspondence
2: PlayStation PlayStation Correspondence Hi peas, from Gina Oh Gina Which Gina? Uh, not the Gina we had on. Oh, okay, not Gina Martin. I also no. have a cousin called Gina who got married. I
1: don't <laughs> think it's her.
2: I don't think it's we'll find that. I don't think she listens to this podcast.
1: Uh, hi, peace, Big fan of the pod. After listening to Phil say he's sometimes compared to Sue Perkins, I saw this beautiful lady come up on a lesbian personals page I follow on Instagram. Ooh. The likeness is undeniable. Four. Keep jacking it, Gina. What? Sue Perkins came up? No, no, no. Someone who is a, a a
2: big likeness. Someone who looks like Sue Perkins and who therefore looks like me.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, she's cute. I could see it. Very similar glasses. Um, shall I say the name of the Instagram account? Mm, nah. Nah, fuck him. Um, yeah, I could see that. Do you have what? Do you have any other doppelgangers? You've got. Um, you you used to do your Michael McIntyre bit. Michael McIntyre, people used to say a lot, not so much anymore since I lost weight.
2: Yeah. Uh, Sue Perkins. Um, Fred Armisen. Yes! Mm, I do look a good bit like Fred Armisen. Yes, you do. Fred Armisen do. actually looks a lot more like my cousin Brian at home, who also doesn't listen to this podcast. Really? Yeah, he looks
1: a lot like Brian. Actually... Does Brian have yeah. enough stubble? Because Armisen's quite a stubbly stubbles.
2: Well, he's got that sort of old guy stubble now. When You see, you know, right. men reach at like 50 and then suddenly like, I, I have white stubble now because I'm serious.
1: Yeah, I have white double now because I invented this entire simulation.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> all, at one point all men become the director in the Truman Show.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> all men become ready to spin around in a chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, or wear a turtleneck and
2: like they live in a modern glass house on a lake.
1: Yes, 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 That's yes, my yes.
2: dream. I'd love to live in a modern glass house oh, on a lake.
1: With minimalist decor.
2: Uh, I, oh, man, I want the. Have you seen Parasite? No. Oh, the house in Parasite is like the dream. The perfect house. house.
1: Oh. Um, Matt gets in touch.
2: Matt! How about that?
1: Gents, I have often felt this chilling tale needed a wider audience, but there was just never the appropriate forum until Bud Pod was born. And so for that, I thank you. Um, I lived in the Netherlands for three months in 2001 during my studies. As a spry young thing, I had many a giddy time. (laughs) Often rolling in in the early hours a bit worse for wear. One morning after, I awoke with a hefty payload in the Bombay. Wow. And blearily stumbled to the toilet to rain down hell.
2: (laughs) Gosh, yeah.
1: Now, I'm not sure if you've encountered Dutch toilets...
2: Um, is that a Dutch toilet is that a toilet that you farted in <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does sound like you know when the Americans are nicknamed Dutch oh yeah a yeah, new yeah. solo by Dutch toilets
2: <laughs> oh no another jazz <laughs> we've, we've gone a few good few weeks without any jazz musician
1: uh, I've been I've been writing jazz names down in my own free time if you can oh, believe god, it oh god okay yes I can believe it yes you can believe it um, Dick Amulet <laughs> I think we've got that, that sounds from, like a before. detective Dick Amulet uh melbourne breakwater <laughs> ronald lust ronald lust minty pints minty pints is good and sassy notion
3: <laughs> i like minty pints
1: minty pints is good isn't it and on the drums minty pints S- yeah
2: yeah yeah <laughs> minty pints Also, because the idea of a minty pint is horrible
1: it is horrible yeah but it's very um uh, was, vivid. I think it was because someone offered me a mint before we were going to the pub. Mm. I was like, well, I don't want minty pints. <laughs> and I immediately took my phone out and wrote <laughs> that down because I'm pathetic. Anyway, uh, he says, I don't know if you've encountered Dutch toilets, but they sometimes have an inspection shelf where the tod piles up before wing- being washed away when you flush. What? An inspe- German, German toilets are the same. There's almost like a kind of f- shelf yeah. that the poop lands on. Oh, so kind of like look-
2: a festival toilet.
1: Yeah, you can look at it. Yeah.
2: Oh, so it's like, wait, so when it's heavy enough, then it, just to save water?
1: Yeah, but also like the water will shoot it off this like, cliff edge into right, okay. the sort of back bit. Okay. So it's not like the whole thing's a bowl; it's like just the back bit's a bowl. Right. Okay. It's like a cultural thing, I think, like for health, like uh, yeah, you need to see if your shit's okay. Right. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's a very German thing. The Dutch clearly do it as well. Be very helpful. Actually. Um, but this shelf makes the drop shorter. That uh, yeah. So the target mm. piles up, but we washed away when you flush. But this shelf makes the drop shorter than our British toilets, and the Titanic turd was coming out of me. Uh hit the shelf before it had left my startled hoop. <laughs> startled hoop <laughs> So what he's saying is the poo is still mid birth, but it's already encountering porcelain.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so you 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 are connected to, to porcelain.
1: Yeah. It's like um Adam and God on the, <laughs> on, on the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> Um, being a bit hungover, this all hit me slower than it would have normally. And before I knew what was happening, the log snapped, fell forward, and kissed my nuts on the way down.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: like a training boxer.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or just or just as it was falling. Just just a little peck on the nutties. <laughs>
2: It's very funny.
1: I can assure you there is nothing that will shake you from a boozy haze more uh, more quickly than a shit touching your sack. <laughs> and fair enough. Feeling properly violated, wide-eyed with horror, I emptied myself as quickly as possible and then spent an overly long time in the shower <laughs> cleaning myself in the hope that I might wash away the memory of this traumatic incident. 18 years on, maybe this public admission will be another step in the protracted healing process. Koji, Matt.
2: What's important is that we're talking about it.
1: Look, we're not being shamed we're for having the conversation. We're not being shamed for long turds kissing our nuts on the way down. Thank anymore. you, man,
2: for sh- for sharing your truth
1: and for sharing a truth that can only happen not only to men but to men with long enough balls, long and balls, big balls and big enough poos. poos.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: big balls, big poos, big heart. Thank you for sharing. For your sharing. Thank you for sharing your poof. <laughs> Do you know how difficult it is if you're on a date and someone's like, "What's your podcast about?" And you go, "Um, politics." Yeah, it's just two guys. You know, it's fun. Don't listen to it. It's about um, digestion. <laughs> it's about health. It's about <laughs> solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Caroline gets in touch. Caroline, um, that's a fine. Yep, mm. it is a
2: fine.
1: That's a fine. That's a fine. That's a fine, dearest. That's a fine, there. Eh? That's a fine, mate. Uh, dearest bud, uh, p- uh, pud buds. I have enjoyed your jovial repartee since day one of this excellent podcast, marinating my ears every week with side quests, tat attacks and tales of people cacking themselves.
2: Marinating is um, horrible. Founding farter, Founding Fata, of course.
1: Um, praise redacted, praise redacted. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm here to return the favor. Oh, It's a long but I hope worth it story, and I've yet to hear a story quite like this on <laughs> BudPod, and I have every right. anticipation that it's retelling, uh, courtesy of Pierre's mellifluous tones. Will delight your listeners, particularly the ladies, and absolutely appall Phil. Ooh, I'm <laughs>
2: excited. I like to be
1: appalled. Yes. Prologue. Uh, soiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. This is a true story. And con- <laughs> funny. This is a true story and contains graphic, harrowing descriptions of encopresis, which is a fancy medical term for the involuntary passing of stool into your clothing.
2: Wow, quite increases.
1: Quite. why the definition has to call out the word involuntary is baffling. <laughs> why in the name of fuck would anyone elect to shit their shorts? Um, I
2: don't know. There's some fucked up people out there, man. Yeah,
1: just Google it. You'll see. I kind of like doing it when I was a kid. Uh, my point is made, and you are forewarned here. Do <laughs> you like doing it as a kid? I like holding go, my, my
2: ah, I liked holding my shit in when I was a kid.
1: Just for the feeling of power and control.
2: Yeah, just the sensation felt good.
1: Yeah. Do you get that? I understand it. Hmm bum but, fun
2: but now I was always like yeah I guess it was a kind of bum fun and it, there was something exciting about being on the brink of shitting your pants but yeah but never goodbye, i coming a my pants all the time are you kidding <laughs> well you were playing all Russian roulette yeah you were
1: playing Russian pou- poulette Russian poulette
2: <laughs> flushing poulette
1: now you would you You know what you lived you lived by the sword you died by the sword <laughs> um, I used to drive to work I oh, know what happened that's Caroline uh, how bad was this poo <laughs> 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 I, 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 shut, I shut myself out of a commute
2: I wrote my car's a write-off Because of what I did in there
1: I used to drive to work The morning was like any other A cup of tea A pre-drive pee And my thoughts turning to the breakfast burrito That I would eat at my desk Little did I know I wasn't going to get to my desk that day Wow Five minutes into my journey, I hit a traffic jam on a section of dual carriageway. Roadworks up ahead had snared the traffic up, and this was not unusual, so I settled back into my seat and began to puff on my vape. (gasps) A treat I usually saved for mid-morning. Custard cream flavored. Not that it matters. I don't blame that noble biscuit for what happened next.
2: Noble biscuit.
1: (laughs) For any smoker, ex-smoker, uh, for any smoker, ex-smoker, or vapist, you'll likely recognize the feeling. You mm-hmm. ready your implement, you inhale, you look cool, and to hell with the long-term consequences. But as the delicious poison enters your body, it supercharges your colon. It sure does. It Coffee sure too. does. Yeah. Coffee and a cigarette. Poo-poo-poo. Coffee poo. and a cigarette. Poo-poo-poo. Lighting that cigarette is li- like lighting the fuse <laughs> on a poo grenade. Had I considered this? Had I fuck. As I dressed that morning, I'd put the slight discomfort in my subnaval region down to new jeans. Tight jeans, the kind that made me feel sexy and taut from hip to heel like a vacuum packed ham.
2: I like subnaval. Mm.
1: The garment plays a part in this anecdote that I've only just come to terms with. I knew I had to poo. But stuck in a jam, a blockage, the irony of which I was in no state to appreciate at
2: the time. This
1: could be in the New Yorker. This is very good. This is like the the Atlantic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, did Ronan Farrow write this? (laughs) Nose to tail with other drivers, I was trapped. The bubbling brown bisque inside me didn't care.
2: Bisque, yuck.
1: That is yuck. Suddenly, the queue of cars began to move. There was a roundabout up ahead that I could use to double back. The other side of the carriageway was clear. If Uh I could make it to the other side, I had a chance of making it home in less than five minutes. Gosh. Could I hold it? I had to try. As my wheels inched forward, I could feel the movement moving relentlessly onward, like a procession of solemn monks robed in brown.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was like (laughs) chanting coming from your mouth.
1: (laughs) <laughs> uh, chanting to their dark lord, making their way towards the light. The race was on. <laughs> By some divine grace, I made it to the roundabout, circumnavigating its sweet, sweet curve with the maniacal excitement of a woman who could smell the <laughs> gre- gleaming porcelain of Sanctuary and Release.
2: I'm imagining Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad. Yeah, laughing and crying. crying. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just yelling. Because
2: <laughs> he's escaped, but he's so unhappy.
1: He's so... He can't believe he let it ruin him one more time, but now he's free. Um... <laughs> I don't need to tell you two learned fellows, Phil with your engineering degree and Pierre with your uh, extensive knowledge of Anglo-Saxon, Norse and Celtic texts, that this, that making this turn exerted additional force on my body. Of course. And when a system is stressed, something has to give. Oh no. My glee turned to terror. I whispered through gritted teeth. No. <laughs> Did it come out the side of her? The, the worst part wasn't feeling... Oh, oh, The worst part wasn't feeling soft, hot, moist matter creeping into my cleft.
3: Cleft? Cleft.
1: The worst part wasn't sensing it cup my cheeks like a filthy memory foam cushion. The worst part wasn't trying to focus on driving, ignoring the fact that I, in my late 20s, was shitting myself in the car minutes from home. No. The worst part was still to come. I still had every muscle of my lower body tensed. So contracted were they. I could feel my Judas of a sphincter twitching with fatigue. We woman folk have more going on down there than just a Shawshank. There is another. Let it be known that the vagina... There's a carry. Yeah, there's a carry. Let it be known that the vagina, the fun dungeon, is fucking great. But that morning I'd made a deal with the devil to seal my lady cavern shut forever. Uh, Never again to feel the caress of my or anyone else's touch. Have you ever squeezed a plastic bottle underwater... Release the pressure, and the pressure difference causes the water to rush into the neck of the bottle. You can see where this is going. I don't, your listeners can see. There in the car, squeezing myself tight, I saw where it was going, too. Oh, no. <sighs> Lots of things have been in my vagina. As a teenager, I tried to fashion a dildo from talcum powder, water, glue, and a condom.
3: <laughs> good good
1: thinking. Like plaster of Paris, talcum powder, and glue. It's like it's like a... MacGyver. Horny MacGyver, sexy Honey MacGyver.
2: horny MacGyver,
1: and Summers MacGyver, and Summers MacGyver, they've married. <laughs> it didn't work. Who knew that a decade later I'd be peeling myself off the driver's seat of the car, waddling up the stairs to my bathroom, and stepping gingerly into the bath? I guess I never thought that last night's dinner would ever make it up there. Oh my God! God it did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I. Freed a foetid fibrous mass from my gusset. Oh, my God. Peeling its steaming remnants from the intricate topography of my nether regions and thighs. This is very New Yorker. It's very good. Uh, The genes had done their job, forming a tight seal, but they had forced an extraordinarily sized stinky stalagmite right up inside my oven for lovin'.
2: And it is a stalagmite, you're correct. Yeah,
1: stalagmite is correct. Poo poo stalagmite. Stalag shite. (laughs) Stalag (laughs) shite. I was not then, nor am I now, a follower of Gwyneth Paltrow. She can take her goop <laughs> and shove it. But what I wouldn't have given at that moment for a deep fanny cleanse. <laughs> fanny cleanse, of course. Was, uh... Yeah, I know. I knew I was going there. <laughs> Old fanny cleanse, lovely pies. Ah, oh, delicious. A fresh fanny cleanse. Uh, apple pie. Straight out of the oven. A Straight fanny on... cleanse
2: around the oven. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You want your Aunt Bessie uh, Yorkshire puddings and your Fanny Clen's apple pie. That's a good Sunday. I bore down, forcing the mighty clay snake from twixt my beef curtains. <laughs> this is disgusting. Wow. This is like something from Viz. <laughs> <It is. laughs> if we send this to Viz, we get a publishing contract from them. My God! Uh, staring in shock as it dropped into the bath, Bloody where hell. it stood tall like a muddy monolith. My God! Wow! F- solid poo.
2: God, and and every time I think Caroline's run out of synonyms for a poo.
1: She's you know, putting us to shame. The English language is so versatile. It's beautiful. And diverse. It's beautiful. This secondary secretion was sent the way of its sibling into the shitting pot where it belonged. As I turned on the shower and began cleaning away layers of... Oh, God. I don't even know if I want to say that. <laughs> Wait, so, shall I say it? It is say disgusting. It. As I know. turned on the shower and began cleaning away layers of still recognisable vegetable matter. Oh, my
2: God. God, is matter is the worst bit. Matter. matter.
1: That's like Whitnell and I. There's matter in the sink, growing. Oh, uh, chickpea curry, tomato skins, flax seeds. Oh, yes, I'm that no. kind of millennial. See, that's the problem with having such a vegan diet, you yeah. know? Your shit's become so powerful that they'll literally have sex with you. You'll do a shit and it'll be so powerful it'll fly into your vagina.
2: You can... There is th- such a thing as too regular.
1: Yes. Yes, too, too many poops. Uh, spoil the broth.
2: God, man. I mean... I, I, a lot of the time when people say, I couldn't listen to that episode of pod, <laughs> b- Bud Pod because I was eating, I think, oh, grow up. Yeah, this, this one I can understand.
1: This, this one, anyone listening who's had to stop, we understand.
2: Completely understand. I don't think I'll have dinner tonight. We
1: we apologize, but only in the way that right-wing media pundits apologize. We apologize that you're upset. Yeah, these are not our but, views. No. this these is are a, not our poos. This is a, these are not our, like, all, all poos, not my own. <laughs> <laughs> Um, how I, w- uh, 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 I fantasized about lying back Gripping my ankles and having an adult wipe me clean Like a giant baby How I wished for a powerful jet washer with a birthing bazooka attachment to sandblaster for my meat taco They're self-cleaning these velveteen vaults of ours But I was taking no chances And fair enough in my opinion um, The entire clean-up process of myself, the bath, the car And my clothes took most of the day And a violent quantity of cleaning products I called work claiming to have an upset stomach My boss said I sounded shaky and to take the day I bet you did you could never know. Traumatized, exhausted, ashamed, but empty and clean. I crawled into bed, wishing for oblivion. Taking a dump on the road in static traffic would, in retrospect, have been preferable. Epilogue. And she's done oh, wow. sick. S I C, as in, like, she spelled it like log, as in, purg. Oh, ah, very good. Very good. Prologue was as well. Sorry for not mentioning that earlier. There were no long term ill effects from shitting into my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an email from Jane Austen?
2: at the end of a movie six years later. Yeah, there, there were
1: no long-term ill effects from shitting into my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> I feared having to relate the story to a medical professional. I feared that I'd have to that I'd start producing green ooze from my bearded clam. Jesus Christ, madam! Bearded clam. <laughs> God's sake!
2: <laughs> I'm starting to get grossed out now.
1: But I'm happy to report that everything is in fine working order. I have never told anyone. Since then, wow. only the finest latex sex toys, a monthly moon cup, and the delightful deli meat of my partner, extra spicy, and my own digits are allowed up there. God <laughs> sake. If your partner's deli meat is spicy, consult a medical professional, <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> 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 Ladies, don't shit where you eat or ever where you're likely to be eaten. For the love of oh, God. Very good. Very good.
2: That's very good. It's good. It's horrible. Don't shit it's good. where you eat or where you're likely to be eaten.
1: For the love of God, keep jacking it. Yours clean, uninfected, and now unburdened, shriven. I'd say, in my opinion, Caroline.
2: I've got to. I've got to give it up to that. Yeah, that's one of the best ones we've ever gotten. Well
1: done. That's superb writing. Very, very good. Very good. I would say it was. It's appropriate for me to tweet this out as the worst poo story, or most vivid. Um, the best poo story title still kind of belongs to Fern. Because the most ch- devastating. The um, most devastating. Yeah. Although,
2: although, although it was that she wasn't no one was aware is the most privately devastating yes yes
1: yes privately devastating is good yeah shit shit shit, shitting yourself so that a poo dick goes into your vagina (laughs) in your car (laughs) is uh (laughs) if someone said to you go and shit into your own vagina you'd be like that's an elaborate way of saying fuck off and who knew it was possible a- astonishing that
2: it's 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 a horrible story beautifully told
1: yeah i if, we'll only, have to get, if well,
2: only there was a version of the if only there was such a publication as the Pooh yorker this would <laughs> this would be the editor's pick
1: without a doubt yeah the Shatlantic <laughs> yeah it would be it, this would be the cover this would be the cover yeah. and people would be like it would be like um when the new yorker i think it was the new yorker uh, published cat story or oh, cat yes. lover, yeah, whatever yeah. it was called. Um Cat oh cat lady? Cat Lady, was that it? Something like that. You know the one I yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My word. Well done, Caroline. Thank you for that. Um yes, we should get Fern to listen to it and she can decide. Right, yes. Because she shat her own bra off. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and, and and up a wall. And off a toilet. Like and like then helicoptered it around the like room. a rocket. <laughs> so, you know. The crown yeah. is hers but that is but this, superb. this this is like the tyson fury yeah of challenges to this belt this oh poopy god. belt yeah
2: really superb really i'm not knocked, knocked right. for six well done caroline well
1: done that was worth that was worth a slightly longer part well done everyone and god bless everyone out there and everyone at sea yes keep on jacking it keep on jacking it tune in next um, week um make sure you buy tickets for my soho run yes 19th to the 23rd of may i think it's at the end of may and also, if I might are going say, fast.
2: I, I was re- I was just on tour in Manchester, at the Salford-Lowry, which was superb, and I'm back there on the 14th of April in massive rooms. Um, it's too big, I think. Uh, but please don't let me be too shamed. If you live in the Manchester area, come uh, see me at the Man- at the Salford-Lowry on the 14th of April.
1: 14th of April, Salford-Lowry, Phil Wang. We got a tweet from someone saying, I'm so pleased. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Because she was too ill to make the original one. Oh, so great, now she's great, coming great. to that one. Perfect. Salford, Larry, fourteenth of April. That's it. All right, and me Soho Theatre in London, end of May. Uh, see you there, Podbuds. Bye. Bye.